0: I have to win. The you know? There it comes. There How it is.
1: Now hit been, him with yo? the whistle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the mating call. There it
2: is. Woo! There it the is. Alright, baby. The mating call of my oh. people.
0: My. That was uh, <laughs> That was
1: Lenny with the the sound effects. Uh,
0: there it is.
1: If you guys don't know by now, uh, if that sounds familiar because it sounds just like it, NBA talk. We're going to start with some NBA talk. Mm-hmm. What's up, Yum? Mm-hmm. What up, what up, what up? What are, How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Nice. Uh, keeping my distance from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so hard. You know, but it is hard. It's always hard, though. So uh, I heard I, again, heard I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard it. We're gonna start with some hardwood action, right? Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. Speaking of hard. Look at him. so uh, Kinga. the Stand. last dance, right? Yeah. This was a, you know, for those of you sports fans out there, um, this weekend it was, you know, quite quite a, you know, it sparked a lot of debates because of the last dance, right? You're not familiar with that that was a documentary that was supposed to be centered around 98 Chicago Bulls. And if you watched it, it was really more about Michael Jordan and then everything that led up to that season. Mm -hmm. So um, let's start it off with, with that guys. What, what what did you guys think? Yum. I I know you watched it. (laughs) Right.
2: I, uh, I, after like kind of looking back at it and seeing some of the, uh, some of the commentary that was happening while it was going on um, a couple of different podcasts, uh, Bill Burr discussing it. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. And I talked about it, uh, you know, with a couple of other friends and, and discussing that, you know, when I was younger, when this time, or when this documentary takes place, I was about nine years old. So I didn't know like all of the ins and outs, Scotty Pippen, um, bailing, um, you know, just because the play wasn't called for him. Uh, but other than that, like, I mean, as, as far as like a piece of entertainment, uh, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. You know, um, uh, we had that discussion last time about, uh, you know, the critique that it was, you know, Michael's, uh, Michael Jordan's point of view. And he was kind of, uh, at least the direction of it was, was putting to shame some of his, uh, some of his teammates and, you know, just kind of really um, glancing over the the problems that that Michael Jordan had himself. I think it only spent like one episode, uh, you know, really showing that Michael Jordan was kind of an asshole and a dick to his teammates. But I feel like every other episode other than those were like highlighting some of the mistakes and some of the questionable decisions from some of his coaches and, and his teammates.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you had some points there that uh, I want to talk about in regards about Jordan being portrayed as, you know, in, in some ways, uh, not a nice guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and a lot of his teammates uh, that were or former teammates that were interviewed for the documentary uh, talk about how how hard he was on them. Mm-hmm. And but they say that, you know, it we needed that, you know, if, if that wasn't there, we probably don't win that many championships. Uh, but if you look at it it also it makes you think, okay, well, did these guys know what the final cut was going to, was going to look like? Because now that it all is out there, um, Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, um, uh, all had to really take a step back and say, well, I really don't like the way I was portrayed. Um, I you know I think Scotty whole, like you just mentioned
2: yeah I think the the interesting thing is that like Scotty's kind of been like a really vocal one ever since last week where it aired apparently like he's super disgruntled as as to how he came out but mm-hmm. that, I mean you know what do you do when you give all the all the rights and all the the editing and all the you know
1: basically the permission you
2: mm-hmm. give it to that
1: one guy. Yeah, I mean, the documentary is is pretty one-sided. Another thing that bothered me more than anything is that uh, general manager uh, Jerry Krause, who passed away, Mm -hmm. um, is the one person that kept getting egged on the entire time. And he's the one that doesn't have an opportunity to say his piece. At least the other guys were able to commentate on throughout the entire Documentary. So that's one thing that kind of bothered me. Like, well, when do we get to hear about or from Jerry Krause? Uh, Because it does make him look like, you know, this guy that was just trying to get the the spotlight from the players, right? But, you know, in reality, it also does touch on towards the end, they they mention it vaguely how, um, you know, he was really smart for the way he put that team together. Um, But then it makes it seem like he, the whole entire time, just, didn't want to play. Didn't want to pay Scottie Pippen. Uh, and then after the '98 season, you know, he said, "This is it." You know, well, even before that, he said that that Phil Jackson was not coming back, and that essentially was how this last dance, last season, uh, came about because he was t- thinking of a complete rebuild. Right. Hmm. Right. And another thing I was gonna really talk about that Michael Jordan brought up is, so he left '94 after his dad died. Uh, to play baseball, uh, and then after the lockout season in baseball, he went back to basketball and only played 17 games. So those two years, uh, 94, 95, the Bulls didn't win a championship, uh, which almost makes you know his mythological figure bigger because you know it tells you, oh, okay, well, without Jordan they can't win. With him, look what happens, right? But then he goes on and say. Yeah, I I would have liked to come back and then nine, maybe we could have won seven. And that's when I thought, well, could could they have done that? Especially knowing that Scottie Pippen wanted to get paid. It was an older team. You know, other guys needed to get paid or wanted to get paid, like Steve Kerr, Rodman. So let's just say hypothetically, they somehow get the the starters to come back. Their bench wasn't really really good at that point. Um So they would have faced in the East um, a Pacers team that they faced the year before that that was really good. A Knicks team that made it to the finals that ended up getting, uh, you know, dominated in the finals by the Spurs in five games. So those are two really good teams that they would have probably had to go through just to get to the finals. And then, again, the matchup that they would have had against the Spurs was very different from some other matchups they've had before that. Um, maybe the starting lineup of the Bulls would have had an edge still. Uh, they still don't have enough. Well, the Bulls didn't have the bigs to go up against Duncan or Robinson, but, you know, their their backcourt was probably much better than the one the Spurs had. Then you look at the benches, uh, the ones they had at that time, I think that would have been a little hard and could have given the Spurs the edge over the Bulls in 99. What I think is in 94, 95, had, had Jordan stayed, They probably would have won seven out of eight or eight in a row instead of him saying that one in 99. I think they would have had a better chance uh, at winning some of those in in that those two gap years that he left. Uh, Just because, you know, he was younger. They were younger. The issues with Pippen weren't there yet. So. That's what I kind of think of this Yeah, uh,
2: but I mean, after at, what, what the comments he made. Like at the same time too, I mean, you can't really, I mean, that's, that's stuff that like ESPN has to kind of pull out of their ass, just like as a conversation piece, you know, the 99 season, um, you know, you're, you're talking about their bench, not really being uh, the depth that it needed to be. We don't know what pieces they would have filled in for the loss of Steve Kerr um, and, and all those other role players. And I mean, Like, I get that there's, like, that whole debate, but at the same time, too, they were on a shorter shorter season. So, yes, they were older Bulls, but they played, like, 30 games less. So, that could have benefited, in the long run, the amount of, you know, you think about the energy that Michael Jordan put, you know, year in and year out, um, you know, playing the 70 games, 70-plus games that they had to play while they were on a shorter season on the 99. So, is he more fresh? Does he play more time against the Spurs? Like, who knows? But you know as as far as like a piece in itself that it, the last dance was it, it was a very entertaining um and dramatic uh documentary series and i think that that's kind of like the goal and that you know um you know uh, michael Rapaport said it best like it's 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 a documentary where stuff is left out and it's you know it's done on purpose it's trying to tell a story it's a movie it's not so much you know uh You know, both sides of the story, like you're talking about Jerry Krause, for whatever reason, wasn't ever interviewed, even though they've been sitting on some of this footage. Um, David Stern had, you know, some commentary and he passed away um, a few years ago. Uh, Kobe Bryant had, you know, a couple of little interviews, even though he passed away. He passed away recently. You okay there, Lenny? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, baby. (laughs) You're talking too much. You got to clear your throat or what's up?
0: (laughs) I had to clear for somebody, one of y'all
2: yeah um so i mean as as far as like the last stand it, it was nice to see him like i said it it's more it's more entertaining now because there's that debate of lebron is compared to jordan uh, kobe's being compared to jordan and like you said like it adds to like his mythological legend uh, stature when you see some of the stuff that he was able to do and put up with and deal with and you know, I just thought it was it was great storytelling, even though the story was one-sided. Um, maybe there's you know documentary for another few years down the road or whatever. Um, but it, it was definitely nice to see, and it. it it was nice today too to see you know the movie version of the Game Six against the Utah Jazz. So um, very entertaining, especially for you know this this quarantine stuff that. You know, it looks like El Paso is going to stay on forever because we just had, like, another 72 confirmed cases and our phase open, um, you know, has, has been pushed back again. And it's just we're going to be staying home for a long time, boys, apparently. This but...
0: <laughs> this, uh, this documentary, um, it was supposed to come out in October, right? Or something like
2: that? Yeah, it, w- it was supposed to come out late in the year.
0: We were supposed and to it, wait a while. They <laughs> dropped it because of all this that went down, no? exactly yeah, yeah there was
1: a push there was a push because there's no live sports so they said well it's ready to go it's been ready to go for a while so why wait yeah. right and they give it the go um to get it started which you know i'll I'll leave with this piece uh, <clears throat> another thing that kind of came to mind with all of that was the marketing right so the marketing for this piece alone but even think about the foresight of of michael jordan right mm. 20 years ago um more than 20, 22 years ago, for him to say, okay, record this, uh, him and and his team to say, record it last season because it, you know, we might need it someday. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) to think about his, you know, be like Mike campaign, he was really the first professional athlete to have uh, his own shoe. And what that created for basketball players, what that created for athletes in, in other sports, that you know, you started marketing the players opposed to the team. So you talk about the foresight that even thirty five plus years after he, you know, he entered the NBA, he still is relevant. Uh, he's still this present, and you know, we compare everyone to Mike. You know, everyone to Mike. We compare Kobe. We compared LeBron. You know, next we're I don't know who we're gonna compare, but thirty years later, uh, he's still so relevant, and he's. Think about it as, as an individual has stayed out of Twitter or Instagram. He doesn't really have a social media presence yet. He's talked about all the time. So mm-hmm. to me, that's as big as you know his his talent was because you know who thinks of that twenty years ago? Hey, you know what? We might need this one day.
0: Want to be like Mike? So, uh, Want to be like exactly?
1: Mike. So Lenny, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't know, but we're gonna let them know here. Um, you never really been a, a an NBA fan, right?
0: Not really, man. Um, the See NBA. Why I don't fucking like this guy. The NBA. <laughs> the NBA has been, or not been. It, it was great back in back in those days. I know I always chime in about that much, but uh, it wasn't until about uh, wasn't until about two thousand that I got into the NBA, and the only reason I got in was because of uh, the first Mexican-born player to be drafted, and that was uh, Eduardo Najara. That, that, that's when I really got into the game, you know? I was like...
1: From Oklahoma.
0: Exactly. Exactly, Tocão. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was never too big into NBA. I don't know. Maybe, um... I don't know. I, I mean, my pops, uh, you know, he dropped a couple triple-doubles back in his day, back at CHS. But, uh he wasn't really into the NBA growing up, you know, obviously football was big and he loved baseball, but yeah, I mean, I, I never got into the NBA. I did though. I did though get into uh college basketball, but, but we'll leave that for another podcast. But yeah, NBA is really not my style. Obviously not a whole lot these days with all that, all that action going on with uh, some guy named LeBron. I don't know, something like that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, I, I heard he's good, but you know, <laughs>
0: We'll learn about him later, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't too huge, but uh, I wasn't too huge about the NBA back then. But it was even then, you know, it's it's hard to avoid. All, all, you know, are you are you little compitas around the around school? They're rocking Pippen jerseys, Jordan jerseys, uh, Reggie Miller jerseys. You know what I mean? Carl um, Malone. You know stuff like that. So it you know growing up, it definitely. Um, you know, it, it, it
1: had its presence, but I, I never got into it. So for those of you that haven't caught it, you can stream The Last Dance on the ESPN app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about streaming uh content, we're about to jump into a topic that we have some of you followers uh comment on, right? So we asked you what your favorite movies uh, or shows were, and some of you gave us answers. But since Lenny's just been sitting back and listening to listen to us talk about the NBA. Exactly. Man. We're going to let him go first, yeah. right? We're going to let him go first with a movie topic. So Lenny. Twiddling his thumbs yeah. over there. I know I get am. Your, get your popcorn ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, give us your movies, man. Give us your movies, give us your shows.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, well first things first, I'm definitely going to have to borrow somebody's ESPN login to check out that last dance. But, I already gave it to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, um, I kind of been all over the place with uh shows I've been streaming, not too many movies, mostly shows mm-hmm. um food shows food shows are are great, and then that's a lot of what I've been doing yeah. like on hulu exactly exactly that first word you just said i'm already wet uh <laughs> I'm already hungry <laughs> um wet and hungry, huh yep the always, uh baby so- always. <laughs> Yeah, the first one, the first one's on Hulu and uh, it's with my boy Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. That's uh fuck, that's delicious on Hulu. That's uh, it's it's hilarious, man. These guys, I mean, they just they let loose. It's it's Action Bronson and his homeboys and all the I don't know if it's while they're on tour, they do this or what. I think it is cuz there's some footage of them, you know, on stage and stuff mixed in, but I guess any city they hit up, they just jump right in man they roll like six seven deep and they go to different restaurants and uh just try out delicious food i mean what's wrong with that that's always fun and if y'all don't if y'all don't know axon bronson man this guy's this guy's a riot he's he's nuts um do you listen to his shit or not? So, yeah yeah i listen to his music that's what i'm saying so if i mean just looking at him you're like okay this guy's got some shit to say and some stuff to eat obviously he's a he's a big dude, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. Uh, but just the way he talks and the way he uh, presents himself, uh, like he, he's a character, so when he's describing these foods that he's eating man, and it's it's hilarious, but that's a good show on Hulu. Um, another food show is the chef show, but that one's on Netflix. Oh um, I yeah. know I said the same thing when I seen it on my, uh, seen <laughs> it on the screen. so so it's with uh, it's with John favreau mm-hmm. the uh my boy. Yeah, yeah, Yum's boy. Mm-hmm. He um, so he started a movie called The Chef, right, or just called Chef. Chef, yeah, yeah. It was just straight up Chef. It was him. It was John Leguizamo. My girl uh, Scarlett Johansson. Shout out to Stephanie. I know that's her uh, number one actress, Stephanie. I hope you're listening. And then, um, and then uh, Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara. Yeah, there you go. I thought you were gonna say something there. Yeah, so that movie, it's not on Netflix anymore, but uh. But they got this chef show where he goes through and a lot of the stuff that he cooked in the show, he'll kind of throw in there and he'll show you how to cook. But it's with uh, it's with the chef that makes an appearance in the movie. And he's, you know, he's a real chef, but he uh, he helps him out. He helped him out, I think, with the cooking on the show, like, you know, how to throw down. Because if you watch the movie, uh, John's character, I mean, I mean, he looks like a legit chef the way he's. Making that grilled cheese. Remember that pasta? Yum! Oh, I remember it. The Ooh. chef, the
2: chef you're talking about is Roy Choi. Following Roy him. Choi. There you yeah, go. We're following him on our Instagram page too. We got to give him a little shout out. Mm-hmm. See if he, see if he's mm-hmm. paying attention.
0: Yeah. What it do, Roy? Yeah. What it do? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, uh, he's a legit chef, and and so it's him and and John, and they go through, uh, they go through different kind of. Different kind of meals, different kind of foods. Uh, they how they cook it up and all that good stuff. And then they bring some different uh, actors and and um, special guests. directors and stuff on the show with them. Yeah, I know they had Bill Burr in one of them recently, mm-hmm. and that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny because if you know Bill Burr, you know he's a he's a character himself. But a lot of times, like when he's cooking and when they're when they're in the mix in the kitchen, like he's kind of quiet. It's it's kind of funny to see him like that. Yeah, that's but anyway. That's where they that's that's, where, where, that's another that's
2: where they focus on the grilled cheese because he was. Bill Burr is like super obsessed with the grilled cheese sandwich from that 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 movie. He was like, "That's why
0: I'm on this show." And he... <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, So that that's another good one. And then uh, obviously you got Seinfeld. Everybody who knows me knows I love me some Seinfeld. Who the fuck is and you? I just got into the. Yeah, exactly. I just uh, I just got into the Hulu game recently, and and Seinfeld's been streaming on there for a hot minute. So Seinfeld's always a good choice for mine. My... <clears throat> for me whenever I'm trying to sit down and stream a little bit. And then uh, a little curveball on Netflix. Y'all heard of Working Moms? No. No? Of course y'all haven't. Of course y'all haven't. Yeah, so Working Moms is on Netflix. Some of us are adults. It's, uh... <laughs> some of us are adults. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good one, man. It's pretty funny. It's 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 about some working moms, and, and they're pretty funny. They're pretty hilarious. Uh, Catherine Reitman is the is the star, and I think she's the director and producer of the show too. What but, exactly are they working? Um, they're working a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ought to check it out. I think you'd like mm-hmm. it. I think you'd like. Yum. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. As a core, qu- as a quarter lesbian, you should be very, very supportive of this show. Okay.
2: Well, quarter. Yeah, yeah. I'm not much for the the, the moms with kids.
0: <laughs> working mom. The moms with. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, cause cause there's moms without kids, you know like
0: dog moms and shit. And yeah, what else? <laughs> you you can't stand dog moms. No. Hey, that's a whole nother episode, alright? Y'all need to relax okay. before he gets fired up over he's, here. He's he's getting he's getting Ooh. heated up. Before before Tokao. Fuck you. Before Fuck you who? Who? Before Tokao gets fired up. my bad I was I was wrong <laughs> my bad raw You're motion. fucking up Lenny you are fucking up today I am, man. I am. Ay diosito Anyway anyway I yeah. support
1: moms though I support Are you moms, done yet okay. we we're,
0: we're supposed to stop at 3 Lenny I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the memo 3 Yeah yeah you're good yeah So anyway those are those are some of my shows, and I, I ran a little bit over there, guys. My bad. <laughs> uh, what, about, what What about y'all? What about y'all? What
2: do y'all go, to go. Let us know. Let us know what it is.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm just gonna give you some some of my favorite movies. Uh, it's hard to pick favorite movies. I think it's one of those things that you just can't mm-hmm. put like your favorite movie ever because there's so many categories and right. genres. But I'm just gonna, you know, uh, mention some of the ones that, you know, it's hard for me to re-watch a lot of movies. But these are the ones that I, I don't mind. I don't. I can watch them over and over. Even though some other, the story and the plot is pretty sad. Uh, But just I love the directing. I love the cast. Uh, I'm gonna start off with uh, *Babel*. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, a good one. That's a good one. Not to spoil it, but this this movie just it shows you a lot about different cultures. You know, the the American culture, the culture in Mexico, uh, the you know, the firearm trade culture. Uh, so I, obviously it's Hollywood, but it does kind of help you at least have an idea of what it would be like to be in that setting and how, uh, you know, so so many different things can be affected by one action, right? So a uh, great movie, great plot. Great director. Um, great director, you know, speaking of uh, Mexicanos, mm-hmm. so... Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, uh, which is, has won several Oscars what? Uh, for what his film. What the filmmaking. fuck is Lenny but doing? He, I don't know, man. I think he's making he's a, the, uh, he's, a grilled cheese since he's he was talking the about next grilled yum cheese. yum yum over
2: here just so, making
1: fucking noise. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, he's probably fixing up a grilled cheese, speaking of uh, grilled right. cheese earlier, right? So again, Babel is definitely one of my favorite yep. movies. Uh, so I definitely recommend you guys watch mm-hmm. that movie um especially if you you like watching movies that kind of keep you uh engaged throughout the story that that's definitely yeah multiple one of points of view um huh? uh, it oh exactly multiple points of view um so it let it just allows you to like what what character in the movie do you you know uh right. sympathize the most yeah with, right so um love love the storytelling that that movie has and then secondly one of my favorite all time movies. And I guess because at that time, the age I was in, uh, you know, I've always had this fascination with history. So, and even though it's, it's a fictional uh, adaptation, uh, you know, it just makes you think, Oh, was it like Mm -hmm. that back then is the movie gladiator, Uh Uh, the movie gladiator. uh, One of my favorite action films of all time from, you know, the opening battle scene, to how it kind of develops this character of, you know, he was this great warrior uh, in high regard and then, you know, falls from that platform and really loses everything. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the entire movie, it just takes you on this journey about this one man trying to avenge, uh, you know, a big loss for him, right? So uh, I don't know if I'd be spoiling these movies that are so old. (laughs) So uh but I'm so, not going yeah. mention I'm not going to mention the the rest right. of the plot. Well and then let me really can I, can I, I stop love comedies? Yes can I ask yes you, like are these because we're talking
2: about streaming. are both of these movies on any streaming right now, or is this something like that you you have um,
1: like uh, like a digital copy of, or are they streaming? Last time I checked uh, I don't think I saw Gladiator on Netflix anymore, but it might still be on there. I know Babel. Has been on Gladi uh, on um Netflix mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, Babel's on there. Um, uh-huh. It's so it's on there still. So you can stream okay. that on Let Netflix. Know. Um, so I don't know. Gladiator's been on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It might still be, but um, that's definitely one of. Are you favorite. are you at all? And upset then um, that there's gonna be a part two. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna watch it. Uh Or at least I'll wait to see what what the reviews are. <laughs> what, what come, yeah, just because. Again, like many movies that are that are good, that are you don't not want to ruin designed, designed. They don't like they're not designed to uh-huh. really have a sequel. Yeah, why, why right. ruin a good thing, right? You know, like Dumb and Dumber, The Sandlot, Jumanji. Uh, we talked about Jumanji, although I haven't seen the the newer versions of it. I've heard they're good, but um, okay. I still haven't watched it. And then, lastly, just to leave it you guys with this, uh, I know you talked about streaming movies. I love comedies, but I'm gonna leave comedies out of this. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with Inception, um, another mm-hmm. one of my favorite directors and Christopher Nolan. Um, mm-hmm. It's on Netflix, so just you know these these movies I picked, ones that you guys can find on Netflix. Uh, I love Inception. I love uh, again Christopher Nolan movies. I'm all about those. Uh, the idea of like time bending. And going into dreams, uh, which, again, this movie does a pretty cool job at, you know, taking you what that type of world would be like, right? Of going into a person's dreams and the way you're almost stopping time by doing that. So, and again, great cast. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. uh, Does a great job. And, again, those three, I would say, if they're on, I'll watch it. And because I'm a person that I don't don't like to rewatch a lot of movies, but those three, you know, I, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my list. guys. I'm with
2: you on that. Like, uh, like how how you were talking about, it's hard to like pick, um, you know, movies to, to describe for our listeners. And I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like, I can't do a favorite movie. I, I, I can't even do like my favorite directors. I have Wes Anderson, you got uh, Martin Scorsese, you got David uh, Finch or David Fincher, uh, you got Quentin Tarantino. So for my list, instead of doing movies, um, even though I can rewatch a movie over and over and over again, um, I recently bought The Gentleman, which is a, a Guy Ritchie film. Um, And I've watched it like five times, like in a row. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, TV shows that I'm streaming right now. Even though I discussed it last time, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place with the shows. Uh, I'm starting shows and not finishing others. But um, if I were to narrow down a solid three um, shows that you can definitely binge watch, Lenny took away my uh, my uh, idea for like the cooking show, but I'm gonna go with um ugly delicious who also has there you go um yeah right. he also uh, you know very famous um chef uh was you know super big in the early um in the early 2000s i believe uh is when he you yes. know kind of came out on the scene in in new york with his uh restaurant mamafuku um but uh <laughs> motherfucker We're coming for you, Hulk Hogan. We're coming for you, motherfucker. Oh no, he says the. (laughs) Uh uh He says the other. Yeah, he says the The other other word. word.
1: Uh, (laughs) Same shit. Same uh, shit.
2: um, So, anyways, uh, Ugly Delicious uh, follows this chef. Uh, The first season and second season, you can you can see that there's a shift because in between or after season one, it was like interviews with like other. you know other chefs and there was like a target on specific foods um and then it goes to season 2 where now he has a kid and now you can see that he's he's gotten a little bit more conscious about what food means in the in the grander scheme of uh, of cultural acceptance he's super big on on getting people to to you know to think that asian food is is a is a food to be reckoned with, and and in the show you see that he's got like this disdain for like French cuisine and Italian cuisine because that's what's considered the pretty food, and that's why you know he does a really good job of of you know naming his show Ugly Delicious. It's the stuff that isn't French uh, uh, fine dining, uh, yet the the food mm-hmm. on the plate still is is good and and worth something. Um, so there's always like this story behind. Um, Each episode, but that's a good one. Um, Another one that goes with the cooking is chef's table. That one specifically goes towards um, each episode is targeted with one chef and that chef like expresses, um, you know, where they're coming from and why they chose to, you know, cook the food that they do. And the one thing that you can kind of see with all of these chefs and this is not the most compelling, you know, television Um, You know, it's mostly like a documentary style, but I really enjoy seeing these these world famous chefs, these Michelin star chefs um, explain like their struggle in in finding their identity. And you would think like, you know, oh, they're just chefs and they just they make plates or they make food or whatever. But there's there's always like an individuality with these chefs um, and they're they're trying to do something with food that is either like thought provoking or they're trying to, you know, better the environment. There's always these, you know, these lessons that they're doing. Um, Alex Atala is one of my favorite chefs that's on the show. I, I really do want to go to Brazil just to go to his restaurant. Um, but he's one who's, who's like, his mission is to save the Amazon. Um, and his whole episode is talking about that. So Chef's Show um, was a good one. Ugly Delicious, like you said, and Chef's Table. They're, they're all on Netflix. I know uh, Lenny brought up that one. Um, and then mm-hmm. the other one that's on Netflix, which is just a mind trip. I, I watched it yesterday, is a Midnight uh the Midnight Gospel. Have you guys checked that out yet or no? Not yet. It Not I don't know. If, I don't know if it's it's your cup of tea. Um Duncan Trussell <laughs> is a comedian who does a lot of stuff with Joe Rogan. Um, but basically he's this kind of like forward thinking, um all about like life experiences and obviously he's, uh, he's for drugs and you, you can kind of see that in in episode one. It's this, apparently there's like this intergalactic being, um, who just kind of puts himself into like earth situations and then he's having like a conversation. So if it follows Duncan Trussell's like podcast format, um, only there's like this weird animation with it too. So episode one is talking about, um, you know, that, that uh that reflectiveness that um that outer quality that you get when you're on drugs um like marijuana
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't know what
2: that's like <laughs> Outer quality. I mean, it, it's very much like this he's having this conversation about being mindfulness um you know thinking about thinking uh, a lot of stuff that that you can kind of only really get into a frame of mind if you're on a on an altered substance, but it it's I think it's I think it's <laughs> hilarious. my homeboy uh recommended it to me and and it's it hasn't disappointed. I'm like in three episodes in um, but yeah that that's a good show to check out and then Hulu has uh, what we do in the shadows so if you're into weird kind of vampire you know uh, not Twilight vampires, but kind of vulgar. <laughs> these they're vulgar vampires. There's uh
0: like Is it based
2: on a true story? It's not based on a true story. Uh I would I would have okay. liked for it to have been, but it's based Jail off of, it's, it's based off of a of a movie <laughs> by um um Taika Wakiki who directed uh, Thor uh Ragnarok and um Jojo Rabbit. So I'm into that.
0: Okay, so this is a uh this is a like a, a It series. is,
2: but it's like a it's a mockumentary. It's 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 in the format of like a documentary, but obviously they're making fun of documentaries. Okay. Um it's about this one human who apparently um vampires have to have um like human slaves to run their errands. And uh I think it I think it's a very smart show because um, not only are there vampires in the normal sense that we know them as, uh, like bloodsuckers but there's this there's this one kind right. of vampire that is like an energy vampire, and like if you've if you've ever talked to anybody who like, as soon as they say hi, you're just like, oh fuck, not this guy again. Like those kind of people, like the, apparently they're vampires and they feed off of like your energy going away from you, and it, it's hilarious. And they all live together, and then. They just gotta, you know, they get into some trouble and and whatnot. But it's a hilarious show. Um, yeah, you if you if you guys have the time, uh, which we all kind of do, you can definitely binge watch what we do in the
1: shadows. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. So, uh, <laughs> do these uh, do these vampires hump the air? Because I've heard people hump the air when they're high.
0: God bless. I would love seen to it. see that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay. I have just heard I just heard I don't know. <laughs> I just heard, okay? Well,
2: uh, other than oh, other okay. than one episode, one episode where they're at a club, at a rave, these vampires don't do drugs. It's a midnight gospel that they're on drugs. It's the other show on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, they 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 go to a club and um apparently they're on ecstasy, the the people that they feed from. So they kind of get like the side effects of it. It's it's hilarious. It, it's a very funny show. And, you know, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill comes oh, out that's in a, it as like a very dumb old vampire. So that's always fun.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> his, his little, his yeah, little guest spots sure. are always good. Cockknocker. I thought you, I thought, I thought you were going to say it was going to be like, uh, you know, they're sitting in a living room. I don't know. And then a vampire starts humping the no, air or something like that. No. But, uh. I was gonna say, you know, if there's if there's vampires up in the air in that show, I'm on it, right? Meow. But uh, but it's it does sound pretty good though. That still yeah. sounds very. And it, it,
2: I mean, if you know anything about Taika, he's got like this weird, he's got this weird style of storytelling. Um, he did actually a couple of the episodes <laughs> of The Mandalorian. I'm surprised nobody brought up that as like a, as like a go-to. But that's also a good show. It's just hard to mm-hmm. pick three.
1: Yeah, and you know, speaking of food, you mentioned Ugly Delicious. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I recommend Taco Chronicles too if you're all about tacos. Speaking I still of haven't finished foods, it. Oh, still- uh, it's uh, amazing! I it's know. amazing. Yes. But uh, speaking of Ugly That's Foods, so you know, Ugly, dangerous. ugly dangerous. Delicious. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll tell you this much: I'll take some tacos mm-hmm. over Italian or French cuisine any day. But see, we haven't any had day.
2: we haven't had fine dining French cuisine. You haven't had a thousand dollar
1: plate have you had had... fine dining mexican food if there's such a thing because dude there is there totally is i I know there is (laughs) but to me i mean if it's good it's good and tacos you can't be tacos man it's hard to be tacos with any type of food
0: you'll you'll see you'll see fine dining when it you know when it comes to mexican food in taco chronicles which is pretty funny i'm pretty sure it's taco chronicles and also ugly delicious yeah but um but yeah yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one, taco. That's for sure. A plate of tacos over uh any of that fancy yeah. schmancy well, stuff easy if, if you take a look at a
2: Chef's Table uh I believe season 2 Enrique Olvera is a mm-hmm. is a Michelin star uh-huh. chef who uh who's in Mexico in Mexico City and he has like a version of a very expensive taco and I think... I think you would be disappointed, mm-hmm. uh, Tokayo. Like
1: bad. <laughs> it's like I think he. Uh, it's like
0: I think he comes. He does come out. out yeah, in, I've, in, I've, I've heard that. I've
1: seen the show. Uh, they talk about how expensive just the tacos are. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to spend hundreds of uh, dollars on on tacos, right? But mm-hmm. um, you can spend ten dollars on tacos and enjoy it just <laughs> as much as a fifty dollar plate. <laughs> I, was <about> <laughs> so, uh, I was about to say.
0: I was about to say. I didn't even. I ain't even
1: trying to spend uh, twenty dollars <laughs> in tacos. What are you talking about? Unless <laughs> you're trying to
0: feed a family of four and shit. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to shout out to tacos and
1: Cuco one time. One time. So speaking of food, guys, we're about <laughs> to segue into more food. Uh-huh. Uh, even though we were just talking about streaming shows, right? Um. So of today, course we're going to feature Menudo. Oof. Menudo. Right. Oh. Yeah. Some people find it gross. I know a lot of people that find it gross. Mm-hmm. But then I, I oh, know yeah. a lot of people that just love it, right? So it's either, it's either or. Those same people uh, put their mouth in dirtier places. I'll tell you that right now. E- exactly, exactly. Flubber's are classic. But uh, we were thinking of some of the favorite spots in El Paso to go get menudo, uh, which, you know, in El Paso, you can find good Mexican food, you know, all across town. Uh, you can also mm-hmm. find some pretty bad Mexican food all across town, right? So you get a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh, but with menudo, I want to get you guys uh, to kind of give your spots. You know what? What hole in the wall place? What places do you know that serve good menudo? You want first, letting or what's up? Yum.
2: Go ahead. Okay. okay. Go well, ahead, for Go for ahead. a fact, I know two of them still exist. I'm not too sure about my third option. Um, it's just something I have as like a as a memory from my childhood, but I think the spot I like to go to uh, without driving out of my way um, you know to go into central El Paso or you know somewhere on the west side um, El Prado bakery uh recently yes. opened back up it it's been. It's been hell without you, Prado. I've I've been missing those apple fritters and those 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 bread eights for for a while now. Um,
0: this is because yeah, they are yeah, the down. Right?
2: They didn't. They weren't doing okay. like curbside pickup or anything. Um, but I yeah. I I've, I've, I've been That's like good. a crackhead, you know, feening for their for their food. Their burritos are awesome, but <sighs> you can't go wrong with their menudo It's it's got the right amount of tripe. It's got the right amount of um, hominy. It's not super greasy, which I know is something Tocayo is really looking for in, in his menudo. Um, so <laughs> that's my uh, that's my go to spot for uh, the first one. Um, my number one choice. Uh, my second choice is just kind of um, you know it's just it's not out of the way. I don't have to go to you know Central El Paso or anything. Um, the Vista markets, even though it's, it's, it's not usually as, as fresh that you can kind of get them there. Um, just sitting there, they're measured out for you. You don't have to take your own bowl. Um, that, that's some pretty good menudo whenever the person is, uh, feeling it. Cause I've had a, a couple of times where, you know, once or twice every, you know, six months, it'll just be kind of watery and not a lot of flavor. My uh, my third option, my third option is something that, as a kid, I remember it being amazing. Um, it's in Tornillo, Texas. Yeah.
0: Oh. Screw, wait, a minute, screw wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is it somebody's name? <laughs> Screwtown, screw Texas. Screwtown, baby. Uh, yeah, the gas station. Yeah, okay, no no never mind. I'm thinking about oh. Fort Hancock. I'm thinking about Fort Hancock. The, okay, what's I mean, what's a it, place? Go a, ahead. I'm sorry. It was like
2: a restaurant slash gas station. Um one of the few that I remember um from my time there, um Wenchos was the spot to get like a, a decent burrito, um uh, a decent bowl of, of menudo. That and this is back in the day where you know, my parents were still together, so it's been a long ass time. I don't even know if it I don't even know if it's still there. Like a... Yums
0: Yums going to the uh, edges of El Paso County. It's <laughs> well, it's barely still El Paso. Yeah, and
2: my and my first
0: two choices like I said were
2: like not far away or not anywhere near like central or west El Paso and then my third choice is just in the fucking boom Farms and shit or whatever. But I just I mean <laughs> as far as like my memory serves me I just remember loving that menudo cuz it was like it had a good it had a good spice to it without you having to add onions or any crazy shit or oregano like it was just good by itself good spice yeah. good flavor but then it, but then again I don't know what the fuck I did That's... last week so my memory might be all shit I just I remember it differently I guess
1: right yeah who knows That's my... who knows Yeah. So nice. go look, what you got, um, man. we're going to probably favor um, a lot of the east side establishments because, you know, we we grew up east of El Paso. Uh, for those of you, just kind of give you kind an idea of where we are. Uh, but so we're going to favor a lot of locations that are you know east of downtown El Paso. But I, I would have to say, like like you said earlier. One thing i look forward to in in my menudo is you know as it is it's, it's a greasy food already and one thing that you have to notice is <laughs> did, did, they, did they cook it with care yeah right? did they take care of it yeah so uh you know it the grease in you can see it in in the broth uh and mm-hmm. it, if it's really greasy it you'll taste it too. So that's one thing I look forward to when I shop for menudo, right? Um, But a place I like to um, buy menudo from, and I recently discovered that, Mm -hmm. um, is just because I started buying more menudo from there is Valentine's Bakery. Valentine's Bakery has really good menudo. Uh, Aside from the fact that they also have really good burritos. Um, So that... That's definitely a spot. And then a restaurant that's kind of a hit or miss sometimes uh, is La Chosa. Even though on their storefront, you know, they they advertise menudazo and tamales, right? So they, they that's what they advertise, you know. <laughs> they're known they're cooked, you know, for their menudo. Mm. Um, but it's hit or miss. You know, sometimes, like I said, it's, it's really greasy and then sometimes it's really good. But they serve menudo 24 uh, hours of the day, right? So that that's convenient, I'm, you know. I'm surprised that that
2: was even on your list.
1: Oh, it's good. It's just it's hit or miss, you know. But you know, just I think the fact that it's it's uh, available, you know, all the time at late times of the day, and the fact that they have pretty quick servers makes it a very uh, a, a spot to go, you know. And then um, also uh, Ernie's. Uh, cafe, Ooh, Ernie's Cafe has, uh, good has really good, menudo. yes, yeah, yeah, cafe like, is also the same, like really
0: yes. Good. We went there uh, when uh, I think young mm-hmm. had his arm broken,
1: yeah, that place yeah. has really good menudo, but you gotta bring uh, up old shit, really good, really good, uh, really good food <laughs> all together. But those, those would be my places to go, uh, get menudo, and uh, I think Lenny has a. Uh, a surprise for you guys uh, when it comes to manual.
2: Well, fucking Lenny's over here talking about old shit when I uh, fell jacking off in the shower and I broke my hand. God damn it.
0: <laughs> I didn't know you, that's how broke You were me. there. All right, that's cool. It happened. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Letting the cat out the bag. All right. Okay. Okay, I guess. Um, yeah. So, so like the Kyle said, I mean, obviously I love me some menudo. Um, but the big thing with me that I think anybody who knows, who knows me knows, I don't need my menudo the same way that uh, Say a whole lot of others slow. Okay. slow Um, ease us into it. Ease, ease us if in. You, if you guys aren't mm-hmm. to, to the listeners, if you guys aren't. If you guys aren't already <laughs> sitting down. Go ahead and take a seat. For the longest time, ever mm-hmm. since I can remember, I've Oof. eaten my menudo. Yeah, I've eaten my menudo with cheese. What? And you know, it's it's. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking
2: blasphemy.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the reaction I get too. That's the reaction I get too. Who the so fuck do you think you so, are? Is what uh, I want to know. I got a <laughs> guy damn. who eats Manila with cheese. That's who I think I am. Yeah, so I got it from my um from my grandmother on my uh, on my mama's side. Um, my mom's mom. She would uh she would serve it up with all the fixings, but instead of or not instead, but. With everything else, with the onion, with the with the oregano, with the limes, she'd uh she'd serve it with cheese. Shredded cheese. Now now what we usually go for is like the Mexican Munster. the Mexican uh Ford. No, 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 like the Mexican mm-hmm. Ford, like every brand has it. it's called Ford, oh, yeah, Ford yeah. Cheese, Ford Mexican cheese, something like that. Um and yeah, but you're right about the Munster. Sometimes I'll go with Munster. And uh anybody that's had it, you know. Monster, you know, when it melts, mm-hmm. it melts. And that, it can kinda of get all over the place. So I, I know I know Tokao doesn't doesn't really do the monster. Oh yeah, well well about tocayo and you know we mention the cheese. So I've turned some people on to it, believe me. I'm, I'm uh I'm turned there's off. There's been a right lot now. of people who, who look at me. I know, I know, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of people who I've turned on about it. And and Tokayo is one of them. Every now and again he'll yeah. he'll eat some cheese with Manila. It's one, of, it's one of those things, man. Don't nag it till you try it. And uh, it's not bad. And like I said, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's frowned upon by a lot of people. But I'd like, to, I'd like to take this time to shout out to my boy, my boy uh, Tubbs, my homegirl Pocahontas, a.k.a. Selena, my boy Tokayo over there, uh, my homegirl Zephra, all of my family pretty much. We've, we've been eating cheese with menudo.
2: Uh, I think, so think he just made up for names for the longest
0: time. It's it's always uh, I might have, I might have, but uh, we'll, we'll wait for them to chime in a little later. But um, but yeah, anytime I see somebody, you know, I'm I'm, I'm at the local diner, I ask for some uh, cheese with my manula, and I see somebody else, you know, give me a little fist pump in the air. I'm like, okay, you know, we got some we got some cheesy brothers and cheesy sisters around 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 town. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one, and apparently it's a big thing in Clint, okay? Mm. Um I know Arlene. Arlene does it too. Um and yeah, I mean there's a handful of other people that that have gotten to try it. And uh it's it's tasty. So yeah, I love me some manudo and uh yum yum touched on one of the spots whew, uh with the Prado Bakery. I think I had it the first time 'cause cause Tokayo got it. But um but I know you mentioned a lot of the spots would be yeast. So good coffee, which has numerous central. locations around town, That's oh, yeah. some pretty good menudo. Yeah, central, uh, a lot around central. Good coffee and uh, Los Jarones. They they have some good menudo. Los Jarones goes as far as uh, Red Road on the west side. Uh, if we got any west side is listening in, and then you got uh you got Juanitas and Canetillo, and then yum, like yum said, Vista Man. Fuck yeah, They're yeah they, be they be will. Thing in an ice cream bucket to go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. Well. That's good. I mean, like, like but uh, said, but yeah,
1: um, Lenny, the cheese with menudo it's you have to try it before you really uh knock it. But uh, it's good. You know, Yeah, it, it's, it's good. I yes. I probably wouldn't do that every time I have menudo uh, just because I, I yeah, feel like know. once you have uh-huh. the cheese, it kind of eliminates, you know, the option to add all the other garnishments like the onion and the oregano and the
0: yeah
1: in the lime. It just it the cheese kind of overpowers other flavors. So just if you do cheese, you kind of just have to commit to just cheese.
0: Uh, yeah. And anytime, um, problem I have with it. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime I'm trying to convince somebody to try out the cheese, um, I tell them, I'm like, literally just get a spoonful of menudo and sprinkle on a little bit of cheese, like nothing crazy. Don't throw it all in the bowl, you know, cause if you don't like it, you're going to, you're going to slide that thing in the trash, you know? But, uh, yeah, just get a spoonful, throw a couple shreds of cheese on there, let them melt a little bit, and and go to town and see what you think. If you don't like it, you got the rest of the bowl mm-hmm. cheese free. You know
1: what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a good idea. Good idea. So
0: ooh, now you guys know uh, menudo with cheese. Try it. Let us
1: uh, let us know what you think about it uh, next time you try menudo. Yeah, don't be scared, and people. Also, let us know don't be where you guys like to buy your menudo or whenever you make it, you know, are you picky about the way you eat your menudo?
0: You should be, which you should be. Don't accept any menudo people. All right. For everybody listening, you're better than that. Baby don't girl. just accept any menudo. All right. Yes. Some folks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Baby girl, absolutely. baby boy, whatever. If, 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 uh, yeah, like they mentioned, if it's too greasy, if it's too, uh, shit, hell, if it's too spicy, you know what I mean? Cause some people can be fired up and, and rough up, a a whole pot of manure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But uh but yeah. Yeah, I mean manure is beautiful. So so don't don't go taste in one bowl and have it ruin uh ruin yeah, manure. for the rest of your life.
1: So uh you know we talked a lot about food uh, on this episode guys uh but before we let you guys go, um I wanna I wanna know because we've been talking about this COVID nineteen and how, you know, things are kinda starting to open up, even though we've seen a lot of cases still on the rise, especially in El Paso. Uh, what I want to know mm-hmm. um, from you, and we'll ask this to our, our followers and listeners too later on, is what is the first thing you're going to do when the pandemic is in the clear? Meaning there's no more faces rolling out. It's just we it's good to go and gather with no people. no masks, no nothing, and and no, you know, no mask. You know, maybe you might you might not be able to like hug people, or might still be hesitant, but now you can at least gather. Uh, so let's start off with with Yum. What is the first thing you're gonna do? Well, you kind of you took you... the words out of my mouth. I want to go and hug you fuckers, um,
2: but <laughs> but since I right? can't do that, right? Right, my my first thing thank on, in you. all honesty thank like, you I just want to go and either hang out at at, a, at somebody's house or um
0: sorry <laughs> sorry are you finished uh <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to go ahead.
2: movies man like there were so many there were so many movies and so many mm-hmm. like uh, you know concerts that were going to like happen right at the end of this year that you know Mulan was going to come out uh, I'm not ashamed to, to say that that movie looked fucking sick uh,
0: what did what, you, what, you didn't what know you mean, like a live action dog uh, yes I a live know. action you know Mulan. I wouldn't know that
2: um
1: didn't
2: look like yes did Didn't look like it was gonna be a musical (laughs) no this it looks fucking racist lenny wow your parents raised you better than that dog really um so so that that (laughs) movie got put anyway anyway um you know some interesting little indie films um saint maude is an A24 movie. If you guys know anything about me, I love A24 production movies. Uh, that was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to go to the yeah, movies? Yeah, <laughs> I just want to <laughs> fucking go
1: to the movies. <laughs> all right, I thought we were done talking uh, about movies. but my You to go watch movies. <laughs> so you're trying, I'm trying to, to get
0: popcorn, all right. Out of here. So
1: which, which theater? Uh... Which do you you're gonna hit up first? When, once you're allowed Does to you go. you already ones? know, bro. Pinchy Alamo, Draft House. I don't know, I don't know, and uh, the followers, and <laughs> listeners don't know. Yeah, Alamo. So uh, I'll, I'll let them know. Draft House is my by, is go to. By the
0: by the time the Rona's done with us, you're gonna be able I to get a brand new one Looks on the inside. Jesus Hopefully. Christ, looking real fully.
1: But Lenny, what about you, man? What um, what's gonna be the first thing you do when you're in the clear? <clears throat>
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. It's it's, it's funny because this, all this stuff went down, and you took uh, you took a lot of stuff for granted. But um, one of the first things I like to do is take my my little lady, my daughter, out to the park. That'd be nice. Um, definitely take her out to the park, run around a little bit, burn some energy, and then um, shit. You know, I'm trying to go to Walmart like <laughs> after midnight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it, any. I don't See, know you if any of y'all did it before this happened, but, you yeah. know, right. Right. Cause I mean, nowadays, anytime you go to Walmart, you know, the crowds are crazy and any store really, especially now that they lifted everything a little bit, but, um, but yeah, some little things like that, man. And of course, like y'all mentioned, like y'all mentioned, uh, going to see a certain family and then, um, and hanging out somewhere with, with more than, with more than two or three people and without standing, having to stand six feet apart from everybody um so simple things simple things and of course you know going to the movies going on a hike uh make out going to uh going make out going to see a live show whatever whatever floats your boat but yeah yeah those are a couple of things that I'll probably do once once everything gets lifted man
1: Sounds good man that's you know it sounds like a lot of us are had that same uh you know train of thought when it comes to getting back to some type of normalcy so family, you know, we, yeah. we like to joke around here a lot, but, you know, we're all about family. And that's definitely one thing we're all going to start doing, uh, which is hang out with the homies because you guys are the other family, right? Uh, so we're definitely going to have to do mm-hmm. that once um, once this is over. And, you know, for once, uh, we probably be able to record a, a podcast in the same room, guys once it's over so uh oh you know what that would be the best, thing. Be the best thing for our followers that. right so we can get a show where we all record it from the same room and slap that would be great i never thought about too much about yes
0: mm-hmm. am i doing it again damn man These 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 phones and uh and Your has phones to pick up everything
2: huh
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> good okay, talk, good.
1: plenty of food. We started off with some last dance, uh, basketball.
0: We wanted to the food, the, baby. Uh,
1: obviously our, our favorite streaming shows and movies and that really was more about food than that. And then we continued the food talk. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and keep my ride off. Uh, and stay tuned. You know, stay tuned for our next show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, we got we got some things yeah. lined up for yeah. you, now, right? So stay tuned, follow us again on Twitter and Instagram at miscompas pod, right? See you guys later and have a good Thank one. Thank you for nice.
0: listening.